Hey there. If you're anything like me, you've been told your whole life how to do things. How to parent better, how to work smarter. These five tips to get more done in less time. And yet you're exhausted, trying to do it all, fit it all in. What if you dropped the shoulds and tuned back into what you know to be true? What if you were able to determine what works best for you and follow it with no shame and no guilt? Hey, I'm Kimberlyn. And I'm Christina. We're two work from home mamas following our passions while balancing families. We believe in you and the life you've dreamed of. We believe you can have it all without sacrificing yourself in the process. And we believe that you are ultimately the expert on how to live your life. This podcast is here to inspire, challenge, and support you as you design your own strategies for parenting and productivity. Good morning. How are you, Christina? (laughs) I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've got my tea here, my hot water bottle. It felt like it was like last week and now it's like back into winter. This whole week I have not seen the sun and I don't know how you do it, honestly. (laughs) Says me in a dark room. Yeah, because I'm like all the light in. (laughs) But if I opened up these shades here, like it's going to be just like fog. So that probably depresses me more than just like (laughs) closing myself (laughs) off. And it creates like a weird glare and whatnot. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to continue. I guess we started with a little bit of an introduction to the series that we're doing on the profile lines in human design. And today we're going to start with number one. I feel very like sound of music with that we're going to start with the very first thing there's like a part of the song anyway so we're going to start with number one profile line one and why don't you get us started um christina tell us a little bit about like what is profile line one yeah so going back if you didn't listen to the overview episode the profile lines are the numbers that are going to be in parentheses at the top of your human design chart so you'll usually find them in your There's numbers on the right side. So to get your human design chart, you go to, we have a link in the show notes. You can go there, just put in your birth info. It's free to get your chart. And one of the first things that you'll notice if you go into the information is it'll give you your profile and it's a set of two numbers. So the first number is on your conscious side, which is on the right side, the the number after the main number. So the main number is your gate and the number right after that is your profile line number. And the same on the left-hand side, which is your unconscious side. So you take the first number and the the number on the left-hand side, and then that becomes your profile. So each of them consists of one of the one through six, and it's some combination. So one, three, two, four, six, two, all of the the different combinations of profiles. And what we're going to do is we're going through each line and going to give you the information for that line. And then when you put those two together, it's going to come up with kind of like your personality and human design. So profile line one is the foundational profile line. So if we're looking at that house analogy, this is the foundational of the house. It's all about curiosity. It's about investigating. It's called the investigator. Wanting more information, it's cautious. It's observing. And it kind of lays the groundwork for how somebody learns and for the rest of the profile lines. So with the one, it's again, that personal versus collective. So they're looking at coming through and finding their kind of their dharma, I want to say, but like what their purpose in life it's going to be, it's going to come through themselves. So they're just lurking on their own personal 
journey. So it's going to be very internal focused. It's not necessarily focused on the collective. And the profile line one is very known for like digging in deep. So they want to know a lot of information. They really want to get in there. They want to get all the details. I think of profile line one is like somebody who's going to get real deep into Google links. Like as you're going through, if some topic comes up and you're just like digging more and more and more and more. Rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, so that's kind of how the profile line is, what its stereotypes are mm-hmm. and what it is and how it'll necessarily play out. And then we can go into also like the strengths and the challenges of the profile lines too. Yeah. Yeah. So with profile line one, like you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of information. If you're interested in the subject, if you want to know more, you are going to be digging in deep. So that's actually going to be a benefit for you as well as the people around you. If they're interested in something that you're learning about, like you are going to have a lot of information on that. Yeah. And also like observational. Right. So it's like just looking in, taking everything in around you. You really have a a good sense of being able to like, again, pull information. So whether that's pulling information analytically through like reading or whether that's pulling information from the environment around you. I wonder if there's a difference, though, in that Um, if there are people who will tend to be more kind of head down, nose in the books versus more observational. And if that has like observational, I obviously think of that kind of more projector type of energy of just like you know, watching everyone around. I'm thinking like the ones in my life, my mom in particular, I think she is a four, one, one, four. I can't remember the exact one, Yeah, but she has that. I think it's a one, four. No, she's a four, one. (laughs) Yeah. She's definitely got the, the four, right. The collective as her conscious, but I think of her and Sophia is also, my daughter is a five one. And so they both have their things. Like my mom will get really into like politics and she's always like looking at articles or reading articles and sending me articles and, you know, all the things and like, did you find this and this, you know, and she kind of likes to, you know, share the information that she gets, but I don't feel like she would be very she's not one to like look around her and like see she's like nose in the books. And I think she's always been kind of like that, just very studious. Whereas, you know, Sophia also, I don't know if she really observes it. I feel like it's more like of that, like internal focus. Like I even said last, last week about like, you know, the gymnastics of, you know, like her. And that's another thing that I think we were going to touch on is that, you know, that, that it's, they, investigate things and research things that are not necessarily like their genius, if you will. Like it's something that, you know, as opposed to two lines, which we're going to talk about next week, who just like, it comes naturally, they will maybe like obsess over something and want to learn and learn and learn, you know, to get that like mastery of the subject, which in the example I I gave with gymnastics, my daughter is just like wanting to do gymnastics every day of the week so that she can get better. And it's not something that she's like naturally inclined to. She doesn't, you know, have a gymnast body. She's tall. Whereas like her best friend is like doing, you know, flips around her and she's like, you know, two heads <laughs> shorter, but, but she loves it and she gets into it. And so she's got that, like, just, you know, kind of not necessarily knows in the books, but she wants to just focus on that and, and only that. Well, and I think when you're talking about like the observational thing, I think that's specifically what they're interested in. 
I don't mm. think it's like observing all everything okay. around. I think it's right. still that honed. So in gymnastics for that example, like looking at and yeah. noticing how people are doing things, what the trainer's doing, like I think taking in all that information, it doesn't necessarily have to be like learning the specifically just looking at something and doing it that way, but it's more like this is a subject that interests me and I'm gonna go all in. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot more sense because like we said, it's it's they're not their focus is inward. Their focus is on yes. like the thing, the honing. Yeah. And it's not going to be an observation. Like I'm going to notice necessarily what's going on with other people, because again, that's not what their focus is on. It is Mm -hmm. on their internal and their internal interests and how they're continuously trying. So one of the strengths of a two, or I mean, of a one is that they are always on like this path of continuous improvement, Mm -hmm. like growth, learning, and the things that they're interested in, they are constantly working to try to get to that next level. And so, but again, that is a very internal journey and that's what they're supposed to, that's what they're meant to do is to follow that path. They're not supposed to be getting distracted by what's going on with other people. They're supposed to be following what's bringing them joy and what's, what's like lighting them up and just keep honing into that. Perfect. So can we focus on a little bit like the parenting and productivity side of the line one? I'm actually curious about what you would think of someone who has a line one in their profile. How are they going to be likely to get like work done or productivity? What's that going to look like? Or what what strengths is that going to give them? And maybe what like challenges are they going to face? Yeah. So one of the things that when you're looking at from a line one, if you're, if you're looking to implement this into your productivity is that you, if you're in a project or you're taking the lead on something or you have something new that's coming into you, one of the big strengths is that you are going to dive in. You're going to find all of the information about what it is, and you're going to come back with like this really well thought out plan. Typically, like you're going to have looked at one of the other strengths of the one is like they're cautious. So they're kind of looking for what the potential problems could be. They're looking to kind of bring in solutions. So they're kind of like scanning the whole field in terms of that specific area. So you could really use that to your advantage if you're in like project planning, if you have something that you're doing, even like making the plan, right? So ones I could see as being very much a planner, like what are the next steps, breaking it down, getting it all out there. Uh, So it'd be really good to have a one on your team for that organizational aspect and really keeping everybody kind of moving along the same page. Also, because they have so much information, they'd be really good for somebody that is looking to make decisions. Like if you're trying to decide between a couple of things, they're going to look into, they're going to research, they're going to have the information. So when it comes to time to make the decision, they can make a very thoughtful decision. So having that different perspective taken because they're going so deep, they're likely going to find multiple viewpoints on something and be able to pull that information so that they can bring that back to the team or even to themselves to move forward with making a decision. Perfect. And I would think that maybe one of their challenges on kind of like the flip side, maybe this is a person that struggles with actually taking action, perhaps. Yeah. Like I see paralysis could definitely, is definitely a hallmark of a one of just like having so much information that you can't move forward with that of taking, making decisions. Maybe they're going to be good, like bringing the information to the table, but actually taking, taking action and making the decision is probably not going to be one of their fortes. 
Yes, that can be. So one of the big struggles for ones is that because they want to find out so much information, they are never going to feel like they have all the information. Mm. So getting to that point, like they're saying, and it can lead into this like analysis paralysis or this struggle making a decision because they're coming from this place of like, I just need that more information. Um, So what is going to be really helpful for a one to get out of that is to move to at one point, do I have enough information to move forward? It's never going to be all of it, but at what point do I have enough to be able to move forward? So it's kind of, if you look at it from a gene keys perspective too, the line one is kind of, and even the perspectives with the arrows on top, the line one is kind of this fear motivation too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that'll come in where it's this fear of not having enough information and of making the wrong decision. So you really want to be able to take that step back as a line one and say, okay, enough is enough. Like here, I'm going to move forward and be able to do that because they do a trial and error, but they're really trying to analyze. And they're they're in contrast to like a line three who just has to do mm. and just see what the results are. A line one really wants to, they're going to be, I think they're going to be much more perfectionistic. Mm. Like they want to have it all and they want to make the right decision. So they're going to kind of stay in that indecisive mode more where sometimes they just need to get to that action taking and then continue to pursue their, you know, their, the next step, you know, with that right. information they've got from taking the action. I was um, going to say, it, it sounds almost even more like, I don't want to necessarily say like an anxious personality, but like what you're talking about, the fear of like, do I have enough information to, you know, to go? Whereas in our case of being aligned to, I feel like, yes, I do get to analysis paralysis as well. I still, you know, have a hard time making certain decisions, but there are certain decisions that I make without all of the information that I just kind of have this like intuitive knowing where I'm like, it's fine. And that may be our kind of, you know, I don't want to say genius, but like that just like, I trust my ability and I just kind of go with it. Whereas somebody who has that line one may struggle with that. Yeah. Coming to terms maybe with the decision yeah, they make. It- I think another one of the challenges of line one is that they don't necessarily have that internal self-confidence. So because Mm -hmm. they're relying on this external information and trying to find all of that, that sometimes they may struggle with that. And sometimes they may also struggle with sharing the information that they have because they don't think that they have enough yet. Okay. Interesting. So it can get to a point where they have all this information, but almost like the line two, where we don't necessarily notice what we're good at because we think everybody does. The line one doesn't notice what they know or that they know so much more than, than Mm. other people around them, because from their perspective, they can always learn more. So they're reluctant sometimes to share the information that they have because they don't have all of it yet. Mm. So as a line one, like really embodying that confidence and like, I do know Mm -hmm. a lot of things and I do have have these amazing abilities to really dive in deep and that I can share that with other people. Now, again, they're not based on collective. It's not about them sharing the information with other people, but especially when you're talking about like productivity in the office, even for people that have their own business or that are entrepreneurs, sometimes a line one might have so much information that could help somebody, but they're reluctant to share because there could be additional information. Right. And I do want to say just as a caveat, as we're going through all these profile lines, Everybody has is going to have some version of the profile lines in their pro, in in their overall human yes. design. Yes. So you could sit here and say, "Oh my goodness, I resonate with a line one so much." But 
it's not in my profile line. Like I have a lot of line one in my human design. It's just not in my profile. Right. So I resonate with a lot of this stuff, but it's not the the biggest parts of the personality. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say, you're, through. you're definitely the line one between the two of us. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you're the one who brings the information <laughs> and I'm the yeah. one who like, will take that and run with it. <laughs> At times, but and I was almost surprised when I was looking at the line one because I was like, oh my goodness, yes, that is absolutely because I do like to research and I do like to go right. deep. But you can have it show up in different areas of your human design. And you know, once you get into because human design is a rabbit hole, right? So you can go deeper, 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 deeper. But you're gonna probably resonate with all of these on different levels. It's just gonna be what's most prominent, what feels right. most like you. Yeah. And I think, okay, so we talked about productivity a little bit. Like, let's talk about parenting. So line one is a parent. <laughs> all right, line one, can I just, I imagine line one being the one who has all of the parenting books, like all of them. Yes. Of being pregnant, which actually was a little bit me as well. You too. Yeah, I, but I, I feel like they're going to be the ones who are just like learning, 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 learning. But the caveat of that is maybe they might have felt quite overwhelmed when the, when the baby came, showed up and you actually have to, you know, it's no longer the research and the theory. It's more the implementation. Yeah. That's, that's kind well, of like type I, A mom, you know, that I would, I would yeah. envision for, for line one. Yeah. And cautious too, I think. So line one, I think like, like you're saying, I got all the books I researched, whatever that line one, those line one parts of me, but at some point I let the books go like if it's good for me and that's I think a, a part of as you're looking at this like how you see these different parts and they do build on each other so you'll mm -hmm. notice even as you're going through as we're going through the profile lines that they're building on each other so you're going to have parts of all of these we're all going to have parts of all of these but with a line one like grabbing all the parenting books but yes like you're saying like getting overwhelmed like oh shoot what was that strategy that I was supposed to mm -hmm. do and how was I supposed to do it right this way where when I was looking at the the books, I wanted to get all the information and then had it and then was able to say, that's enough, move on, trust me. Yes. So I think that for line one, they can get caught in it. And especially for something like parenting, which has so many different theories and so many different styles and so many different, like getting caught in the, what's the perfect kind or what is the right way or how do I implement all these different things? that I think that can be where a line one can start to get stuck and overwhelmed. And so like picking a lane, what they want to do, and then eventually like going back to that, where we talked about the energy types, like going back to that response that they're supposed to do, like trusting themselves. So get all the information and then trust yourself, like have enough that you feel safe. Cause I think for line ones, like feeling safe is very important. Mm -hmm. Have enough information that you feel safe and then be able to just kind of hone in and trust yourself. Right. Yeah. I, I like that. I was even thinking of like how this, because parenting, a lot of times there is the parenting books, but then there's also, you know, the, the community that you live in and, you know, the, at least here in Chile, especially, you know, where you have grandparents and aunts and uncles and everyone is kind of like present and in this process. I'm, I'm wondering like, you know, someone who has like a one, four or four, one, and, you know, as their profile, of, you know, of them being like very much just like overwhelmed with information of like trying to, you know, you're grabbing information from your network, from your people, right? We're going to talk about this in, in line four when we talk about that. But 
I can just, I can just even feel as you talk about it, I can feel it in my body of that. Just like so much information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think for line ones, like they feel safe with information, but again, when it's conflicting, when it's coming from different things, when they're thinking that they have to implement on all the information, that's going to be a struggle. So I think again, like going through getting the information that you feel safe and then being able to move forward. One of the other things about the line one is that they do live a lot in the past. So they'll base. And because I think, again, this perfectionistic tendencies as they have is that they will typically want to make all of these. They want to make all those decisions. They want to feel safe. They want to take that next like perfect step that when they do make mistakes, they kind of hold on to those and it can be really hard to move past that. And they do also are very cautious. So we talked about that decision fatigue. I think as a parent too, looking at you know, how am I keeping my family safe? I think that can be a really strong suit for line ones, like making sure everybody's taken care of, making sure everybody's, you know, safe. And it can also move into more. I could also see this becoming like helicopter parents, like very involved, very trying to kind of put that. And I think for all of the profiles, like putting your own profile onto your children and not allowing them to experience life how they're supposed to. But I think that that can also be like a, a marker that could be an area where you might want to just kind of look at if you're a line one as a parent, how am I using these to my strengths? Like how can I, and maybe just using some of that like research and that like digging deep into the child, the, the child or children themselves and saying, what can I learn about my own child or children and how can I allow them to be themselves rather than what's the perfect strategy or what's the, what's the best thing to do now? Yeah. I love that. I was actually just thinking this past week, I was catching up on Grey's Anatomy episodes. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I don't even know if we've had this. Okay. And so it was the episode where, and this just this past season where, you know, Teddy and, oh my gosh, I'm I'm like drawing a blank. Anyway, their kid, huh? Owen, there you go. So their kid is, you know, is kind of like, I wouldn't say non-binary because he's like, what, two or three. And, but they're trying to figure it out. And so like, they go to this psychologist of like, okay, like, yes, we've, you know, he wants to, you know, like we, we think he wants to be a girl. And, and so we're you know good with that. And so, and the, you know, the therapist is saying something along the lines of like, you know, because they asked the kid and he was like, I just want ice cream or, or something along those lines. Right. And so they're like, but what do we do? Like, what, you know, she's like, well, maybe, you know, he has days where he wants to be a girl and he has other days where he wants to be ice cream or what he, he wants to eat ice cream or who, you know, who cares? Like you just kind of have to like, it's a day by day thing. And Teddy is like over there having like a freak out. She's like, but I need to know the information so that I can move forward. And I'm thinking like, when you're talking about this, like I could see that, that, you know, in her, obviously she's a fictional character and does not have a, a human design, but I'm, I would, I would say that that would be kind of that reflection of the, you know, the mom who, who wants to have all the information so that then they can move forward and having a hard time being like, oh, well, you know, now I just have to kind of go with the flow and, you know, follow his lead and, you know, where is that going to take us? Because she was very much yeah. like, I think she'd read about all of the things of like, you know, your kid transition, transitioning or, you know, non-binary. And, and she was like ready for him to be a girl. <laughs> she was not ready for him to be like. Yeah. And I think that that is probably 
going to be like you're saying, like the case for, I think, anything that our children come up with or any labels or anything that they get, like neurodivergency, if they're, you know, doing any kind of gender thing, like any of that stuff, I think that that can be like an area where that would be really hard. And parenthood, all of it is about like leaning in, like it's not, you're not going to have all the answers. And I think embracing that aspect of parenthood is going to be the biggest thing, like letting go of that perfectionism and knowing that your child is on their own journey and you're on your own journey. And honestly, if you want to lean into the line one and like that continual process and like growth and like that desire to just learn more, your child is going to be one of your best teachers because they're going to show you all those areas of yourself. That's like, Ooh, I didn't realize this was a trigger. Ooh, I really need to dig into here, but turning that again, because it's a personal turning that on yourself rather than projecting that out onto your child. This has been such a good conversation. Do we want to tell them again, if you have not done your human design chart, if you're still kind of like listening to this and like, you have no idea how it applies to you, there is a link in our bio to go and grab your chart. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or if you're one and want to know more, right? Yes. Um, So that, that, that is in our bio. We also are for now during the month of August, if you are listening to this during this month, if you get into the village, which is our co-work and community, co-work space and community, it will give you a bonus of a free 30, 30 minute human design reading with one of us or both of us, depending on, on our schedules to learn more about your own particular design. So that's out there. And if it's not August, we still do offer these human design readings. Just check on the link in the show notes. And yeah, anything you want to add, Christina? No, I am excited to dig into the next profile. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Parenting and productivity are challenging, but you don't have to go it alone. If you're looking for more support, we'd love for you to join the village, our online community and co-work space. Check out the link in the show notes for more information and to see if the village would be a good fit for you. Can't wait to see you on the inside. Bye.